Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. Mm. You know, most every person who argues against tithing says it's a part of the law is not mentioned in the New Testament. That's just not true. Hallelujah. Now, there are three times you don't have to tithe. We'll talk about that today. But first, Matthew 23, 23 says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint, hats, and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These you ought to have done, and not leave them or the other undone. The Greek word for alt is die, D-E-I, and it means must. Scripture is actually saying that tithing must be done. It must be done. The word die is the same Greek word used in John 3, 7. John 3, 7, which says, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. It's the same Greek word used in Luke 18, 1. 18, 1, where it says, and he spake a parable unto them to sin. The men ought to always pray and to not faint. Men always ought to pray is better translated, men must pray. In this passage of scripture, Jesus could have taught against tithing because it was a part of the Old Testament, but he did not. In fact, Jesus suggested, well, no, he instructed us to pay our tithes as opposed to giving them. Jesus states in very strong language the importance of tithing. I don't think anyone would argue that the tithe applies to a very fixed part of a person's income. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 16 verses 1 and 2, 16, 1 and 2, classic amplified, demonstrates that we tithe what we've already received. The verse says, Now concerning money can contributed for the relief of the saints, God's people, you, you are to do the same as I directed the church of Galatia to do. Second verse, on the first day of each week, let each one of you personally put aside something and save it up as he has prospered in proportion to what he has given, so that no collections will need to be taken after our come. See, this writer is telling us very specifically, we're to tithe. Our tithe should be on the first day of each week, Sunday. In fact, in Galatians, I'm sorry, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, it says that each one of you, every believer, is to set aside an amount to give to God. Why is this important? Because it says in Leviticus 37, I'm sorry, 27, 32, Leviticus 37, well, Leviticus 27, 32, the tithe, the tenth, is holy to God. When the scripture says, as he has prospered, indicates the person has already received the provision that God established for them. As indicated, the person has already prospered, and there is a specific amount to be given on the first day of each week. Mm -hmm. So we can go a little further. Folks who say tithing is just under the law fail to realize or admit that tithing existed before the law and therefore it still exists today. 
in Hebrews 7, verses 1 through 10, Hebrews 7, 1 through 10 in the Amplified Bible, it says, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth of all, first being translated king of righteousness and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning nor of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And indeed, those who are the sons of Levi, who received the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, that is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not de de derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Verse 8, have here mortal men received tithes, but there he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Every Levi who receives tithes paid tithes through Abraham, so to speak, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. So what we're establishing is the fact that Abraham tithed to Melchizedek long before the law. And when we look at verse 8 in Hebrews 7, where it says, Here mortal men receive tithes, the particular phrase was in present tense. For instance, here could be properly translated as now. So Paul, which we think wrote the book of Hebrews, died roughly 35 years after Jesus died, rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven. Mortal men is referring to ministers, the disciples and apostles who were alive during the time Hebrews was written were receiving tithes. So in verse 8 it says, But there he received them, of whom it is witness that he lives. The passage is talking about Jesus because he is the only one who, quote, lives here in the now in, well, right here with us. And in verse 8, the Amplified says they receive, are received by one of whom it is testified that he lives perpetually. Jesus received tithes because he's the only one who lives perpetually. And yes, Jesus is still receiving tithes today through the ministers of the gospel. The tithe is given through men and women of God to the Lord as an act of worship and thanksgiving. Jesus did not come to do away with tithing, because if he had, the words in Matthew 23, 23 would have been totally different. Even if tithing was a part of the law, which it's not, Jesus didn't come to destroy it. He came to fulfill the law. The Greek, he, he's perpetuating, you might say, the ability to keep the windows of heaven open. Truthfully. That's right. The Greek for fulfill is G4137, and it means to make full, to fill to the full, to render full, to complete, to make complete in every particular, to render perfect, to carry through the to the end, to accomplish, carry out some undertaking. So in Galatians 6, 7, this also in the Amplified Bible, Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. 
God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. God does not allow his precepts to be set aside, overlooked, ignored, or minimized. People may do it, but God's watching. Without question, Malachi 3.10 becomes a precept of God. <clears throat> he says, bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Hmm. God's precept is simple. If you don't tithe and give offerings, the windows of heaven are closed over your life. Be assured this is one precept that God will not allow to be set aside. And one last point. If the word, if the word and I'm, I'm right, and we are, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain by tithing. Let us share with you three times, though, that you don't tithe. And you heard me correctly. There are three instances where you don't have to tithe. First would be you don't have to tithe on your Social Security check. The reason is, quite simple, the money that you made over the years that was put into Social Security, you have already previously tithed on when you were working. In other words, you should have been tithing on it. And the thing about it is, is if you tithe on the gross of what you make, not the net, then you've definitely, you know, tithed on it. Because you can give offerings from your, you know, Social Security check as you feel led by the Spirit. But let us also say that if you feel led to tithe, you know, that even though, I mean, if you didn't tithe on the gross over the years, or if you feel, even if you did, and the point of it is, is do it as God leads. That's it. And that may open up new blessings you don't know. If you didn't tithe during those wage-earning years, then that's another matter that you would have to handle between you and God, because you should tithe on money received. Second, you don't tithe on your income tax refund. There's a couple of things I'd like to say about income tax refunds. If you're receiving your fund, refund, you should have already tithed on the money. After all, your refund is exactly that. The government refunding your money, which has been using for the better part of a year without paying you any interest. Some people get all giddy about income tax refunds because to them, it seems like new money. It's not. It's your money. If you're getting a large refund each year, we encourage you to increase your deductions so you have more of your money now to pay bills. Hey, he directs, mm. and you direct. Third, you don't need to tithe on the gross sales of your business. If you own a business, you can't afford to tithe on the gross sales. So let me make this really clear. If you have employees, you don't need to tithe on the salary you're paying them because that's their responsibility. You and know, honey, years ago, our family owned and operated a Western Auto store, which is now part of retail history. Each month we mailed a sales paper. There was always what they call a loss leader designed to get people into our place of business with the belief that they would buy something else. 
I remember we sold washing machines at the time for $299. That we was paid, a long time ago. long time ago. We paid $296 for that washing machine. If we tithed on the total sale price of that washing machine, we'd have gone broke and out of business. God would not expect us to tithe $29.90 on a product where we made $3. Here's a good rule of thumb. In business, you tithe on the money that's available to you after your bills are paid. Now, I'm not talking about you waiting to tithe on until you get a new car and new truck. That money would be available to you. But you made a decision, choice, to spend it. Point so, is, you can only tithe on your net because that's technically what you actually made as income. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. And you can't do the tithing for your employees. That's something they got to do. Amen? Amen. Well, it's a fantastic Friday. Yes, it is. And we're excited about that. Mm. We're going to go shortly and record you know, some TV. Yep, for the local television station. Yeah. Anyway. Until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern. God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Bye-bye.